With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, it's your girl Side Brown. Welcome to the Side Brown Warning Show. Thank you for hanging out with me today. We have an awesome show prepared for everybody. Just want to let you know that the chat room is now open, so please feel free to log in. You can log in to SideBrownMorningShow.com, and it will take you right to the site where you can chat with us. If you want to dial in, if you have any questions, just dial 347-633-9113. Today's show, we are talking about winning strategies of successful authors. A good topic, right? (laughs) So many people reach out to me and want to know how I've been able to write seven books. I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know how I've been able to do it. My um, strategy has been a little different for each book but uh, they managed to get published. And truth be told, I still have uh, three books that are written but not published. I'll just give you guys a little inside tip on something. I was interviewed yesterday for this website and on my feelings about President Obama and his candidacy uh, back in 2008, his presidency over the last three and a half years, and then um, he, how we feel he is going to govern our country and be the commander-in-chief over the next four years. And in the midst of that conversation, I shared with the journalist that I also wrote a book called Politics Remix back in 2008, and it has not been released yet. And she said, well, why didn't you release it? And I'm like, you know, honestly, I really don't know. Um, so that book is actually already written. And once you get into the mode of writing, it gets so easy to write books. It, it, it really does, and it's funny because when I write, I go through this phase where I just want to write, 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 and I can probably knock out about two or three books in a year, and then I won't write for a couple of years. So I, I don't know what that is. Maybe that's just in my own head, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of how how my uh, brain flows and how God gives me the information, and everybody is different. And so just being a writer and Obviously, networking and connecting with so many writers and publishers. I attend Book Expo America, and I've actually exhibited at Book Expo America. Um, And that is an opportunity to connect with so many people in the publishing industry. For those who may not be aware, BEA, as it is so affectionately called, Book Expo America happens every year at the Jacob Javits Center, um, and it is the publishing industry's Christmas party. <laughs> Anybody who is everybody who has written a book, from celebrities down to CEOs of, of publishing houses, um, is there. And I remember this year I had an opportunity to meet John Meacham, and you probably see John Meacham a lot <clears throat> on Morning Joe or NBC and its uh, affiliate stations. 
Um, and so it's it's just really a really cool experience. So I, I took all of that, bottled it up, and just came up, you know, with this show, Winning Strategies for Successful Authors. I have the pleasure of availing my email address and being on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, so I get messages from all over. So today it is my prayer that some of the strategies that I share with you really helps you get the book out of your head and into the book buying audience, into the hands of, you know, book buyers. Um, For those of you who are speakers such as myself, I have placed personally more emphasis on writing a book to charge higher speaking fees as opposed to actually selling books. Um, That may not make sense. That may not be your approach. Um, I've also written so many books to be able to leave my children my copyrights so that way when I die and, uh, you know, I'm gone on to wherever we go when we die, uh, my children have something. So those are my reasons for writing books. And your reasons could be something totally different. But no matter what your reason is, I want you to be able to have a strategy in place to get the book out of your head and on paper. Um, So many people say, Sai, God gave me a book or I have an idea. And we all know that if God tells you to do something and you don't do it for whatever reason, you are walking in disobedience. And so I don't want to be disobedient. You know, I was recently speaking at a women's conference in South Jersey, and I remember saying, I've been on the wrong side and I don't like feeling that wrath. So it's just so much easier to just be obedient and do what you're told to do and just keep life moving so much uh, so much easier. <laughs> I just want to share very quickly that um, TGL just posted in the chat room, great subject, I am currently writing my first book now. Well, after today's show, hopefully I will be able to help you and move the process along a little bit more smoothly and a little bit more quickly. Um, first of all, get your pens and pads and notebooks and all that stuff ready. Uh, you know, I'm a tip girl. Everybody likes tips. Tips are nice and easy to digest, step one, step two, step three. And if you miss any part of the show, you can always go back and listen to this show or any of the past shows through iTunes and download it for free. So it's a it's a very inexpensive and, you know, read-free way to uh, be able to get some of the knowledge that's in my head. And um, I willingly share it with you because I want us all to be better us's. So, Pastor Montana McDonald, and you said I need it quickly. <laughs> you just put it in the chat room. Uh, she says, I, uh, LaVon, just said, I'm looking forward to hearing all of your tips. Well, you know all because you own a publishing company, LaVon, so stop. You and I talk about this stuff behind the scenes all the time. Step one, decide to write your book. Real simple and easy, right? No, it's not that easy. A lot of people go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You have to decide. I, I watched this awesome video by Will Smith, and he says, you know, once you just decide to do something, You have made the decision, and you just have to do it. So first you have to just decide to write a book. Um, I don't want anybody going out and getting any expensive computer equipment or any special software. That's not needed to write a book. This is my recommendation, and this is actually how I did it. Get yourself a three-ring binder. It does not have to be new. It can be the old three-ring binder that your kid had last year in school. It doesn't matter. But get yourself a three-ring binder, soft or hardcover, as well as Loose leaf paper, you know the kind with the three holes that they sell like 50 packages for a dollar at back to school time? Buy that. The last option is this. Either get a couple of sheets of colored paper or buy the tabbed indexes. You know the ones where you slip the little piece of paper inside where you can write something on it? Those are the three things that you'll need once you decide to write a book. A binder, 
loose-leaf paper and either colored paper or tabs. Now, I believe that when you are given the gift to be able to write a book, God does not give you the book chapter 1 through chapter 22. You get little bits of pieces of incomplete information during the process, which means you're going to get thoughts and ideas that make absolutely no sense to you. This is how it came to me, and this is how it comes to a lot of people once I talk to successful writers, how they get the story. I have yet to meet a writer who said they came up with their concept from beginning to end, A to Z. It's just not how our brains work. We're not wired that way, and that's not how the information is given to us. You're going to get random thoughts at all times of the day and night. As thoughts come to you, write them on a piece of paper, one of those pieces of loose-leaf paper. Write the thought in that top space. If you have enough information coming to you at that moment to flush that idea out, by all means, do so. If you don't, if it is just an independent thought, write it on a piece of paper and stick it in your binder. Because here's what's going to happen. A lot of times we get really good nuggets of information that make absolutely no sense and we dismiss it. Instead of dismissing it, take it as a valuable tool to be stored away and used later. It may make perfect sense when you're writing the closing chapter of your book, but write it anyway. Keep your notebook with you at all times. I would recommend I use the soft cover. That way I can roll it up and put it in my bag, put it under my car seat if I need to. Your goal is to take these independent thoughts as they are given to you, write it in the top space of that piece of paper. If you have the opportunity or if the thoughts and ideas are flowing to you at that point, you flush it out. And if you don't, you just write the thought and you keep on moving with your day. As the thoughts come to you, it is important that you document it. When you have about 50 sheets of paper, 50 independent thoughts, for those of you who remember in English class, we were taught a sentence is a group of words put together to express a complete thought. That is what a sentence is by teacher definition. A sentence is a group of words put together expressing a complete thought. Well, a book is nothing more than a group of chapters put together expressing a complete thought. So the goal is to be able to chapterize, I don't think that's a word, all of these thoughts so they make sense in a very coherent way to express a complete thought from beginning to end, which ultimately becomes your first chapter to your concluding chapter. So now when you have about 50 sheets of paper, which is all of these independent thoughts, what I did was I lined all of them on the floor of my grandmother's basement. Now here's the thing. If you, if when you wrote one of your thoughts in that top space of the paper and you had the opportunity to flush it out at that moment, you may have used three or four sheets of paper for that independent thought. Staple those together in the middle, in the middle of the paper. Boop, staple it. I don't want it stapled in the upper left-hand corner, and there's a reason. Staple it right in the top in the middle of that piece of paper because then you know when you lay them out on the floor, those pieces of paper belong together. So now let's go back. You have all of your independent thoughts on a piece of paper. If you have a couple of sheets of paper that go together with one thought that was given at one time, you staple it and you put it on the floor. Now... Now that you have all of these pieces of paper, and it could be 50, it could be 75, it can be 100. I say, you know, when you have about 50 sheets of paper or 50 stacks, you know, of paper, of 50 independent thoughts, let's put it that way, 
When you have about 50 independent thoughts lying them on the table, your dining room table, the floor, who cares, wherever you can lay them out so you can see each of them. At that point, that's when you play the matching game. You remember when you were a little kid and you had, uh, you know, you had cards and you would turn the cards over and you try to match a queen with a queen and a king with a king or a jack with a jacket or a spade with a spade, you know, the matching game. Or was it goldfish or something like that? I don't know. My kids are so big, I don't even remember. But it's basically the matching game. What you're going to do is scan with your brain all of these pieces of paper that are laying on the floor. You are now going to take the thoughts that are similar to each other and put them in a pile. So I can't, I've never had this happen to me. Some of these thoughts are going to be almost the same. They are going to be parallel with each other. So you are going to take the thoughts that are almost the same and put them in a stack. So that means you could have been, you could have received a thought about oranges. Another moment you received a thought about grapefruits. Another moment you received a thought about iced tea. Another time you had a thought about paint. Well, obviously the oranges and the grapefruits are going to go together because they're both citrus. You find the commonalities in your thoughts. And don't don't despair. Don't fret. Don't think that they're not going to, um, you know, all match up. You may end up with, if you have 50 independent thoughts, you may end up with 30 different piles, and that's okay. That's where your tabs and your colored paper comes in. The colored paper is less expensive than actually buying those tabs. Those tabs for like an eight-pack may cost you like four bucks at Staples or three-something at Staples. So if you have, you know, if you need 30 of them, that means you'll probably need about five packs times four bucks, that's 20 bucks, whereas you could probably go to Staples or Office Depot or Office Max and ask to buy, you know, 10, 20 sheets of paper, of colored paper, it'll cost you probably two bucks. You punch holes three ring binder holes in those colored sheets of paper, and those are going to be the separators between all of your independent thoughts. This is the development of your chapters. So now you've taken these random thoughts, and it may take you two months to get 50 ideas out. It may take you two hours. I don't know. It's up to you. This, this process is not based on time. It's based on process. It is about establishing a systematic way to get the writing done to complete your book. Do not follow this process and say, Saida said I could get this done in a week. No. It may take you a year. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in your head, but I'm just outlining a process that you can follow to be able to get the book out of your head and done so you can say, I did something. So now that you've taken all of these independent thoughts, you've lined them on a piece of paper, you've Match them up together. They are now in your binder, three-hole punched, divided by colored paper. This is the beginning of your chapters. At this point, I believe you should continue to flush your ideas out, handwritten. The reason why I do not recommend writing a book in a computer is because our brains are going to want to write things in sequential order, and I do not recommend writing your book in sequential order. If you write it in... Hand, in long form, handwritten, you can now start to move chapters around, ideas around, and thoughts around very easily because each independent thought is on its own piece of paper or on its own few sheets of paper that are grouped by staple. Again, so if you have a thought about writing about uh, a rock you saw in the park, that may take four sheets of paper. 
staple that together, and that may go in tandem with uh, another page where you thought about being in a park and you were looking at a tree. Those go together, but one has four or five sheets, and one may only be one sheet. Your goal now is to take these independent thoughts, start to put them together because those are going to be your chapters, and you divide them by the colored paper. Continue to flush your ideas out until you say when. You'll know. Trust me on this one. Trust me. Y'all have to trust me on this one. You will know when it's time to start putting this into the computer. I don't want you to start writing in a computer because your your thoughts are going to be all over the place and they're going to be jumping all over the place. And to start moving things around by cutting and pasting, if you do it in a Microsoft Word document, will make it less organic because now you're trying to edit and censor what you're writing as opposed to getting your thoughts out organically. Once you feel you have your chapters set, that's when I believe you should put it in a computer, once your chapters are set. And don't name them and do not number them. You can just put chapter red, chapter blue, or, you know, for the sake of, your, you know, chapter A, chapter B. I'm very leery of starting to assign chapter numbers to it. Come up with your own system. But if you start putting numbers, you're going, your brain is automatically going to assume this group of independent thoughts that you've labeled chapter two, your brain is going to say that this belongs in the front of the book, and really that group of thoughts could be the, the closing chapter of your book. So just be very careful if you start to number them, to be mindful that that's not in sequential order that the book will be laid out, but that's just your organizing method to make sure you keep your thoughts together. Once you get it into the computer, you can now start to write. I want to share this with you. I do not believe a book should be 59, 60 pages. I've received books from some self-published authors, and the, the books are 79, 80 pages. I don't agree with that. I believe you have to give your book buyer something of value. I believe your book should be at least 125 pages, 5.5 by 8.5, because you want to make sure if you're writing it to sell, which I assume all of you are, that people are getting their $15 worth. Now, I get a lot of questions about ebooks. Ebooks are its own different animal. Ebooks to me are really just your thoughts in a PDF file that you can sell. And I believe ebooks, as prevalent as they are, unless you're writing um, fiction, it doesn't apply to our market. Most of the people that I deal with, and I'm sure most of you who are listening, are nonfiction writers. I am a nonfiction. And for me, nonfiction, if you're putting it in an ebook, just make sure you're giving your client, I mean your reader, value. There's so many ways. Maybe I'll do a whole show just on ebooks because I I would be remiss and I would be doing you harm to not mention the importance and value of digital and electronic reading, you know, books. But it's more to discuss in a thir- than than just a thirty minute show. But they are important. Um and just for the record, uh, fiction outsells nonfiction on ebooks like three to one. You can look it up. The, re- the research is there. Once you have now taken all of your independent thoughts, you've formed your chapters, you've now written it out. At this point, when you feel you have about 125 pages done, uh, eight and a half by five and a half book, now you get an editor. After you get uh, your editor, you have somebody look at it, give it a good once-over. Then you have somebody lay your book out. I do not recommend laying your book out before you get it edited. The internal matter, the laying out of your book is to set up your chapters, your heading, your page numbers. 
you really don't want to do that before you edit your book because it's it's going to change. Your book is going to change until you actually send it to the printer. Trust me on this one because I sent my book to the printer, got copies, and then still gone back and changed the book. And then I just make a note that this is a new edition. I've done it plenty of times. You want to make sure that you uh, copyright your book. Um, here's, here's just a side piece about copyright. I had a client once who wanted me to help her with the book, and she said she wanted to copyright the book. This was probably in, like, October, but this was a couple years ago. And I told her, get your book done, get it out, sell it on Christmas, and just send in for your copyright, and whenever it comes back, it comes back. She argued me tooth and nail. She said I was very unprofessional, that I was not a professional because I was recommending that she put the book out before she actually got the copyright back. And basically I insulted her. I said, nobody's going to steal your nonfiction book. You're not Oprah. You're not that famous. Get the book out, start selling it, and your copyright will come. Well, after she called me all types of unprofessional and whatever it was, um, I said, well, then we're not a good fit to work together, and we didn't work together. And sure enough, uh, around April or March, whenever Easter was, she sent me an email that she had just gotten the copyright for her book back, and she wanted me to help her market it. And I graciously declined because I had moved on to other projects. But can you see how much money she lost in potential book sales over the Christmas holiday, January, February, March, April, and now that she got the copyright back, she still didn't even send the book to print? I believe unless you're you're you know you're telling some salacious tale or unless you're you know you're going to be a best selling author, get the book out and get wait for your copyright to come back. And I've done that. You know I've only copywritten two books in advance. And I'm not going to tell you which ones, but I'll put the book out and then you deal with the copyright issue later because if God is giving you something, and again we're talking about nonfiction because that's mostly what I deal with, people need to hear your story. And I believe the supernatural world supersedes the one in which we live. So if we're doing it for the right reasons, we're going to be protected anyway. Get your book out. You want to follow proper protocols, but to just blatantly delay the process, you know, and I know some people would say, well, you know, you should do things, all things should be done in decency and in order. Um, I don't know what scripture that is. I can't think off the top of my head, but... I agree that all things should be done in decency and in order, but I also believe that if you have a message and it's going to help save people, don't delay it and don't wait. Get your book out, send in your copyright paperwork, make sure you send you know all your documentation in, and get to work. It may take a couple of months for your book to start selling anyway, and I just don't believe it's wise to wait. Last thing, um, you get your cover, have somebody, you know, get a good cover. I recommend finding um, a really good graphic designer. I can share with you, I went through three covers um, for my first book, and it was horrible. All of the covers were horrible. I hated them. And I finally got a guy, you know, when I went to all these highly recommended book cover design people, um, they gave me back the most horrible covers. And finally I found this guy who's great, who designed party flyers. And ever since he and I have worked together, he has designed every single one of my covers. He gets it. Um, so just be leery of going on the Internet and Googling and who does fancy book covers. And, you know, it may not fit your swag and it may not fit your style. For me, this guy who designs party flyers is right up my alley, and he's given me hot covers every single time I've commissioned him. And he loves the work because now that's putting him into a new area of work where 
you know, he does party flyers, but now he can say, I now do design book covers and things like that. So just be careful because people that design book covers typically charge seven to $900 when you can get somebody who, who designs party flyers like I did um, for a few hundred dollars because what is really a book cover anyway? It's the front and the back, which technically is two party flyers. And people with Photoshop and graphic design experience are savvy enough to, if you send them the specs, to give you a hot cover in return. So I've been very pleased and very happy with all of my covers, and I would use the same person again. Actually, I use the same person every time. I won't go to anybody else. Last thing, print companies. When I first started writing books, we had to print a gajillion copies. And I remember when I got um, from Hip Hop to Heaven, I had 500 copies shipped to my grandmother's house. I was so proud and so happy to have these all these cases of books, and now I had to go out and sell it. Talk about inefficiency. Now you've got companies like Book Tango, you've got CreateSpace, you have just a host of companies now that can offer print-on-demand services. And I just received an email yesterday from Galley Cat from Media Bistro. They send me an email around 4.30 every single day. Over 235 titles were self-published last year, 235,000. Somebody is printing those books. Many companies now will do print-on-demand where you can print as few as one copy or as many as 500 or as many as thousands, actually. CreateSpace is actually running a special right now. There's a link on my website. You can just click it and you'll get a discount where if you order over 1,000 books, they'll give you a 20% discount. So there's a lot of companies out there that you can use to print. There's also companies like iUniverse and Lulu. I do not personally recommend those because they're charging you money for services that you can source out yourself much less in a much less or a much more cost effective way. But you know, you have to do the research and decide what works best for you. So that's iUniverse, Lulu, um, instant publisher is good, they do printing. So there's a lot of resources out there um, to make sure that your book is done. I just want to say that um, to all the people who have reached out to me um, please share this lesson with them. You can download this show through iTunes, or you can go right to my website. You can go to www.cybrown.com, and you'll be able to hear it, and you'll be able to download it. So please share. Today's lesson I'm asking you to share, because I work with so, so, so many authors, and I really want them to get their books out of their head, um, especially now that the holiday season is approaching. Pastor Montan, um Please get your book done. Which one of your websites to get the link for CreateSpace? Never mind. I got No, I'll send you a direct link. Send me a blank email, Pastor Montan, sb at cybrown.com. I'm putting it in the email, cybrown. I just put it in the chat room. Send me a blank email to sb at cybrown.com, and I'll send you a link to CreateSpace, uh, a personal direct link. So send that to me. And anybody that wants a direct link to CreateSpace, um, shoot me a blank email, sb at cybrown, S-A-I-B-R-O-W-N-E.com, and I'll send it to you. And if you use that link, it will give you a discount on your printing costs. So anyway, we're down to the last couple of minutes of the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Please share the show with everybody um, because this is a really important show, and, and I don't do shows like this too often where I just do a brain dump on you. So it's my prayer that it was very beneficial to you. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at cybrown. And uh, check out Cybrown Global, where you can uh, read a lot of international news that is affecting domestic policy, affairs, and legislation here at home. Always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. 
Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thanks for listening. And tomorrow, you know, on Fridays we do This Week in World News. So all day tomorrow we're discussing world news, Libya, Syria, Benghazi, Israel, uh, and I'll share a little bit more information about uh, the interview I did yesterday on Obama. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 11. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.